Today's podcast is brought to you by the new HBO series, Any Given Wednesday with Bill Simmons. That's our boss. This show will feature intimate conversations with compelling guests from the worlds of pop culture, sports, entertainment, the arts, and technology. Any Given Wednesday with Bill Simmons will also include field segments and Simmons' signature commentary on current events. I can tell you, Bill's got great commentary. Make sure to watch Any Given Wednesday with Bill Simmons premiering Wednesday, June 22nd at 10 p.m. on HBO. And while you're embracing new entities in your life, also go to theringer.com, currently presented by Miller Lite. That's our website, and I really think you're going to like it. If you're listening to this podcast, I am really quite sure you're going to like it. So go now, theringer.com, pop culture, sports, and tech. Also, uh, we wanted to mention SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. Other sites have gone back to the same old tactic of showing you a lower price and then charging huge fees at checkout. But at SeatGeek, the price you see is always the price you pay. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly how much you're paying, where you're sitting, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old site and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Celebrity gossip. Let's go. Late breaking celebrity gossip, man. I can't, I don't even want to. We had like a whole like idea set for this podcast, things we want to talk about. And we will talk about some of them. We're going to talk about uh, Queen Elizabeth Queen on the cover Elizabeth. of Vanity Fair. QE2. Yeah. <laughs> um, QE2. We also got some James Corden to check in on. We're going to do some celebrity real estate. That's one of our favorite topics. <laughs> and who knows where else we'll diverge. But I want to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. All right. So tell us about this late breaking news. All right. So this is courtesy of our friend Bob. Bobby Finger at Jezebel, who did some reading of the tabloids this week and uh, found an incredible Leonardo DiCaprio rumor. Um, I, should we just should I just jump right to it? OK, yeah. the rumor is that uh, Leo has sex while listening to noise canceling headphones that play MGMT. And also while vaping. Right. Sure. Sure. I'm sorry that I left out the vaping. Headphones and vaping. Headphones, I know why you focus on that, is because it's so much more offensive. It's like vaping, sure, you could do that together. But I feel like vaping during sex is like as long as acceptable. As long as your partner is okay with it. If it's like Or you offer to share. Exactly. It's totally both parties are on board or however many parties. I don't know why I'm like being Sure. You know, limiting the situation. Sure. Vaping during sex if is fine. If all participants have agreed to vaping, sure. <laughs> Why not? That's not a big deal. Um, the headphones. So I wear noise-canceling headphones at my desk, which which is Do like... Do you really? Yeah, which is... Here's a, a question. A new thing for me. Do they give you headaches? They made me feel nauseous the first few yeah. times. Like, I felt like I was, like, underwater or something. Because they are doing a little bit of, like, air pressure type yeah, things, Yeah, I always right? have to, like, swallow when I put them on. Right. To, like, kind of, like, readjust my ears and, like, my Yeah, whatever. I recently borrowed a pair, um... And had this exact same experience and had I'm, to turn them off. It's really hard for me to like not think about Leonardo DiCaprio wearing just, my headphones <laughs> while having sex. I was just sort of like, do you think that sort of like the dizziness is adding to Leo's ex- like experience? Maybe it's sort of like a lot of asphyxiation. It's like a right. asphyxiation plus va- vaping plus having sex. Like it's just. It's just such a it's just confounding. It's just unbelievable. As the woman, why are you okay with that? 
I mean, I think that generally anyone who agrees to have sex with Leonardo DiCaprio at this point has, like... It's for the story, straight up? Has definitely let go of some of her standards. I guess I so. just, I'm saying. I, I'm here for 96 Leo as much as the next woman. Sure. Um, dude is not, you know, taking care of himself, I would say. And then also definitely is just, like, training supermodels in every day. So, like, you have to know that going in. It's, you have to know that you're not the focus of this experience. Right. But I, I guess that I wouldn't, even if I accepted that on like a superficial level, I think I would be astounded by how much he himself made himself the focus at all times. Can I just actually, I would like to read the quote of the item in OK Magazine because it really is, um, this is as transcribed by uh, by Bobby Finger. Um the item tells the story of one of Leo's recent conquests <laughs> Love being it. invited to his home for a romp. Sorry, I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. For a romp was in air quotes. Um, as recounted by a friend she, quote, tattled to. The friend claims that while Leo and the woman were engaging in sexual intercourse, Leo, and this is in quotes, reached for his vaporizer and a pair of noise-canceling headphones, laid back and closed his eyes and signaled for her to keep going. I mean, I, I actually am speechless. I just <laughs> cannot believe this. That is just so offensive. And then they legit claim that the song he was listening to was Electric Feel by MGMT. Can you hot dates dying? This is that's his sex choice song. Like of all okay, okay. Is there any song? That. that would be okay to listen to on noise canceling yes, headphones. Yes, there's one. Okay, what is it? Climax by Usher. That's okay. the only one. <laughs> I think there's probably like a, a a whole category of songs that would be okay. Okay. What well, do you do? You have another? Throw one out there. Like I something mean, that's like, like really sexual. Neighbors know my name, Trey Song. Okay, Tate, Tate, Tate does Tate neighbors know my name. Week early in this, early in this podcast. Um, Electric feels an embarrassing choice. Straight up embarrassing. That's a song that seventeen-year-olds put on while smoking a joint a and thinking they're cool. It's now like in commercials to sell you like stupid shit, even yeah. though you're a millennial and you think that you're like it's kind of your like, choices have meaning. It's kind of like choosing Holiday by Vampire Weekend. Same, <laughs> same level. It's not okay, Leo. Really poor song choice. I, this is next level though. This, I mean, I feel like for the rest of my life, when I think about Leonardo DiCaprio, the first thing I'm going to think about now, we jet, the water jet ski's gone and now it's noise canceling headphones during sex. Do you think he did that to Rihanna? Was he listening? Uh, if you, if he was with Rihanna and he were listening to a Rihanna Rihanna's song, song okay. yeah, Meh, no, it's still not okay. Like maybe like Nick Cannon when he was still married to Mariah Carey, it's listening just to a Mariah so Carey. Selfish, also yeah, like I, it's so selfish. Play the song for both people. Also, like don't shut her out. It's like literally canceling the woman out. It's crazy. It's I think it's mean. Also, just you know, lying back and singling for does not <laughs> does not in general uh, indicate that Leo is like giving all the future. Yeah, but say it's not a giver. Yeah. This is a wild story. I, I really need some time to process it. I read it immediately before reading uh, coming on this podcast, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just reeling. It's just a lot to take in. It's also, like, a very explicit picture. Like, not like a like a graphic one, but it's, like, very clear. Like, I, I feel like I have I a, definitely, like, have an exact yeah. picture of what the bed looks like. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's one of those that's, like, 
kind of sunk down in the floor. Sure. You know? Also, um, like wireless noise canceling headphones are not like easy to set up. So there had to be like some prep to like sure. make sure your network was working. Sure. In my vision, it's all like it's like white enamel mm. cabinet right next to the bed where the noise canceling headphones sure. and the vape are. Also, like tons of pillows to like yeah, make sure he's really definitely, comfortable. Definitely. Yeah. Ugh. He's he's the worst. I think I've just officially turned on Leo forever. I don't I don't know. This like maybe turn I turn a corner here. Cause he makes you like him more? I mean, this is reprehensible. Don't do this. <laughs> no one do this. But on some sort of just like I'm out here being Leonardo DiCaprio and sleeping with supermodels and putting on noise canceling headphones, true. it is it's a transcendent level of dickheadedness. Right. Like I hope he never gets married because he's obviously I mean, living the life he always wanted. And I hope he never gives it up. Like, I guess if you're finding people who are okay with this, good for you. Ugh. Leo. I can't believe this story. What it a legend. Really leaves me reeling. <laughs> I just want a legend. <laughs> he should be, he should listen to Drake legend. I guess. I mean, oh, we should do a, let's, we'll do a Spotify playlist of songs, songs that Leonardo Leo should Caprio listen to <laughs> yeah. that are better than uh, Electric Feel. And Trey, like, I guess Trey songs will be number one. Yes. We'll put Usher number two. Okay, great. I'm just trying to think like of the next song. Does he listen to it on a loop? Like, you know, does he have a whole playlist? <laughs> I don't know. This is a great point also about how long yeah, like just one, needs. One if song? it's just the one song that's that's also troubling i hope he has like another one is it like a couple mgmt songs the thing is they don't have that many hits he seems like an album guy he's probably listening all the way through it's so bizarre i think he should listen to animal collective that seems like also like the next level for him since there's vaping introduced i don't know just really weird also this is such a bizarre story i'm I'm overwhelmed it's just so it's reprehensible as you said it's reprehensible and legendary yeah okay you know who would be disgusted by this the fucking Queen of England. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. Does Queen Elizabeth know what noise-canceling headphones are? No. Definitely yeah. not. Um, also, okay. I feel like any discomfort, like if she had to like, you know, felt kind of queasy for them or nauseous, she'd be like, no, none of this ever again. Um, so the Queen of England is on the cover of Vanity Fair because she just turned 90. Question for you. Yeah. I'm not like a big Vanity Fair reader. Yeah. How often do they cover the Queen? They're pretty into royal stuff, okay. like Pip. So and right. and royal adjacent, for example, uh, Pippa Middleton, sister of yes, of course, the Duchess of Cambridge, aka Kate Middleton, uh-huh. uh huh, was a columnist for a right. while there for Vanity Fair and just like wrote about ski resorts in Europe. That was a real thing she did. It was incredible. That's just amazing. Uh, she just like ranked them by I don't know um, by something. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So they're they're very into royal stuff. I mean, Princess Diana was right. well. So. And kind of when Princess Diana was really in the, I mean, like 20 years ago when there was a lot of tabloid attention on her, um, Tina Brown was also the editor of Vanity Fair. And Tina Tina Brown has become kind of her official biographer. Right. Okay. I really, really recommend Tina Brown's book about Princess Diana. If you are at all interested in these things, I've read it at least 10 times. I'm available to talk. Uh, please okay. add me if you want to read it and talk about it. I'm open to any and all conversations. Amanda and Tina's book club. <laughs> I would love we'll to come, do that. We'll come to order and now. I'd be so happy. But anyway, this is like a, this is Vanity Fair's wheelhouse okay. for sure. She had her birthday like last weekend. Did you see the, the pictures and oh, the videos? So many, so many hats. Kate Middleton is wearing so many different hats. Charlotte made her big debut. Yes. And then there was a moment where she actually like lifted her skirt up like yeah. on the balcony and then they had to, I thought that Kate Middleton very deftly like put the skirt down and didn't look freak out. She freak seems out. like she's taken to motherhood and royal life swimmingly. She seems like a pretty like good famous person. 
She's a, well, she's a good royal, which yeah. is very, very different from a good famous person. Because here's sure. the thing. A good celebrity does crazy things like have sex and wear noise-canceling <laughs> headphones. A good like royal or princess person does absolutely nothing right. except look nice in hats. I don't know what Kate's voice sounds like, really, except for that one interview when they got engaged. Yeah, that's like, that's. I think that's the only was time. Was she ever allowed to speak other than that? Occasionally, like she's on like a not a press line, what they call a walkabout, uh-huh. you know, when all the people are lined up. And you can catch her being like, oh, George is very naughty or whatever she says in her weird accent. But basically, no, she doesn't speak. Um, she just she seems like you know she wears her clothes well. It's all go- all going well for her. Um, I was also um, pretty impressed by Prince George, the little, the little guy. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain he's going to be a great king because... Even though there's, like, a new baby in town, his sister, I still find him to be, like, just really cute, like, stealing the show. And that's, like, what a king does. He steals the show at all times. You know, we never talked about the iconic bathrobe photo. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, when, oh, my God. It was the cutest thing that's Prince ever George happened. legit met the president of the United States in a tiny bathrobe with slippers. It was, it was like, it was like a, one of the kids, the darling kids from Peter Pan. Yes. But real life. And so cute. And he just looks so unimpressed with the whole situation and every photograph. It's amazing. It was so cute. Pajamas in general are really cute, like mm-hmm. on kids. That's like, true. Like a matching pajama set. I even think some adults, it's like a cute look. Like pajamas, just, I don't know. I feel Did like. Did you know that pajamas is like fashion are in right now? Oh, really? I didn't. You, I mean, I didn't know I'm that. just, I was letting you know so that you could just like wear pajamas huh. and be like, I'm fashionable. Well, I just feel like athleisure has creeped into nighttime pajama wear. Yeah, that's and true. That's kind of displaced typical pajamas, like a, like the matching set, like the yes. Nick, like the Nick and Nora's. That's true. And I will just like pajamas to make a comeback. I they think. are. All right. But like, not as Fashion, but not, yeah, like you just, inside like, the in home. Your life. Yeah, I mean, no one's no one's keeping you. You're right. I could just do it. Yeah. All right, you've inspired me. Okay. Anyway, George, he's just a really cute kid. Like, I feel like uh, he's just really adorable, and it's it's helping the royal family, whose relevance is to us always abundant, but to everyone else, I'm not sure. Very yeah. Clear. Well, I will say that. So, Vanity Fair has about a million articles on. Um, Queen Elizabeth, which I like, read as comfort food. Sure. It's so I don't know why it's so soothing. It's like a warm bath for me. I think I, I think I have an idea of why, and I I agree with you. It's because it's like so retrograde and so confident in its uselessness that you're like, yes, this is helping no one and completely pointless. But this is just the way things are done. Exactly. There's it's, something reass- totally like it's just this has been happening for hundreds of years, and we're all just going to accept it. And it's nonsense. And I feel like so I was reading. Uh, one of her former private secretaries wrote like a long... It was a great piece. It was a great piece, right? Um, that was kind of weird. Like, I don't know. If you're the Queen's private secretary, like maybe you shouldn't be snitching. But anyway. I think it must have been approved. Probably. I don't think that... I, I think Vanity Fair wouldn't burn a bridge with her. And also he probably is like too scared for her to do that. I just want to say like private secretaries having a moment. We had Trump's guy from Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> and now I've got the Queen's. His was really good though. It was like how many decades of being her basically her like her party planner or whatever. He, 10 years as one of her private secretaries. But he'd been like in the orbit for forever. And anyway, he just recre- he like recounts a typical day and then a typical yearly schedule for her. And it was so mind numbing. And I could not believe that this still existed. It's like the number of meetings that she has that are just about like maintaining her day to day existence as queen. And he talks about it as if that's like some extremely important job. Sure. It's the most important job in the world to make sure that like her cars run correctly or something. It's as your like, colleague, I know that you would not stand for all of those meetings. <laughs> that's true. You would not be pleased. It's true. I have a more efficient experience. 
That's true. That said, it was so dumb, and it was... The thing is, they've got so much real estate. Yeah, it was soothing, and and also they have so much real estate. I was just like, wow, they have a different home for every meeting of the day if they wanted to do that. But, you know, I was thinking about it because my first reaction was like... I honestly still can't believe this exists. And I love it, and I'm a consumer of it, and I still can't believe it exists. But obviously the reason it exists is because of consumers like me and because it is sort of like a... It's sensational. It's sensational, and it it brings a lot of money into England, actually. Like, what would they be without the royal family? They're trying to figure that out, this Brexit situation. (laughs) I mean, exactly. Good Lord. Um, But... You know, so she's honestly just she is doing a job, which is the job of like public relations Mm -hmm. for like the United Kingdom, uh, which is a hard, demanding job. But they do it with no self-awareness. And it's just really incredible. Yeah, I know. With the Olympics coming, I've been reflecting on the 2012 Olympics, arguably the best Olympics ever. Wow. And it's because it was in London and we got so much royals. And I just feel like London should be the official home. I loved the the Daniel Craig James Bond opening with the and the corgis. And Kate and Will love sport and they just wore the Oh yeah. She wore so many of those jackets. (laughs) She wore all the Team G B stuff all the time. It was so great. I loved it. Like London should be the official home of the Summer Olympics. I don't care if that's just breaking every rule of the Olympics. Has no respect for Greece. I don't care. London is the city for it. It was just a great, a great two week period. I like, (laughs) I love Team USA basketball. I'm just really gonna miss Will and Kate from this. uh, These events. Well, maybe they'll go. They probably no. They can't because Zika. Oh right, they can't. I think that this, Vanity Fair implies that Kate Middleton would like to have a third child. Oh, would she? Yeah, they want a they want a big family. Did you learn anything new about the Queen from all this content? Um, no, not really. I learned some things about Princess Margaret. Oh, tell us what'd you learn? Um, really, just about I don't know. You don't get a lot. I just stories about Princess Margaret. Mm. More stories about her, like being naughty and the best liking show tunes which i knew but you know you do love show tunes Uh, my favorite or if i were going to be royal i would not want to be in line to inherit the throne but i'd want to be a sibling of the inheritor so princess harry status yeah harry or andrew who was it that princess prince harry was dating for like quote dating um for really oh ellie golding Golding, which i still don't believe no of course not she's been rumored to date every british man who's remotely famous but the siblings get to have fun. They have the benefit of being royal and rich, but they're not like held to very high standards because they're like assumed to mess up as the non-inheritor of the throne. It's great. Yeah, I feel like Prince Harry is pretty sad though. You think so? Yeah, because I think still got a full head of hair. What? what good lord! I can't. Let's not even talk about that. It's <laughs> it's horrifically depressing. Poor Will. Anyway, yeah, I think that the story on Prince Harry is that he really just like wants to move to Africa and live with I think Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. And that he's not allowed to do that because he has to be a royal. Chelsea Davies. I saw a play. Ooh. Bringing it back to theater called uh, King Charles III. Ooh, yeah. Which won all the uh, Olivier's. Yeah. And was nominated for some Tonys. Um, and it's essentially, it's imagining uh, Prince Charles's actual reign. Mm. So it's kind of set in the future. And like sad rebellious Prince Harry is a major plot point. Ooh. I think that maybe like influenced me. Yeah, he falls in love with some like goth girl. <laughs> I think, Harry would never go goth. That's um, that's not realistic. I don't know. They like meet in the street. Does he walk around in the streets? How much time do you think Kate Middleton spends like on the street in her life? Well, so it says in the article that I read about their home life. I'm not kidding. That Vanity Fair published 12 articles about the royals, and I Amazing. read all of them. 
that like they get they go to the local villages they Mm. go to the pubs and stuff and that it's normal and people leave them alone i don't believe that i don't believe that either would you leave them alone? pixar didn't happen like where are the pictures well i think that's the point so like when they're like at balmoral i think it's sort of like the celebrities who wander around like michelle williams wandering around brooklyn and most people leave her alone and then the paparazzi find her like twice a month sure you know sure I think it's like that. Yeah. Okay. And so there's a spoken understanding that they can just chill. That's nice, I guess. I mean, that's a reason to stay out of London for them. Yeah. Which was like the whole point of the yeah. thing, that that's why they were living in their weird country. Probably better estate. for their sons. I mean, their kids, their son and daughter. Yeah, I guess so. I wonder if Harry will ever get married. Like, who will be a lucky lady? I think he has to at some point, right? Like, his, like, like he, I think he's probably in trouble right now. And people are like, you yeah. need to get married. It's kind of like he's living in his own rom-com. stop causing problems for us. Yeah. Oh my god, that's an incredible idea yeah. for a rom-com. Let's make that. <laughs> okay, Harry, okay, get at us. Um, you just mentioned the theater and Michelle yes. Williams. Two were things related to this week's Tony Awards. <laughs> oh, Michelle Williams was there. <laughs> yes, she was indeed. She was nominated for Best Actress. So let me just say this about the Tonys on the West Coast. Oh my god. I don't appreciate that time delay. I know, it sucks. CBS is the only network that doesn't, well, they move the Grammys, but CBS. I mean, like I was going to watch the Tonys all the way through. I should PM. be really honest. Like I was not, but whatever. It was, yeah, CBS doesn't broadcast it live. It's so stupid. You kept tweeting about it, and I was upset. I was not home in New York. I'm yeah. on the couch with my parents, and I had a phenomenal three hours, and I knew it was going to be strong because James Corden killed it. His opening bit was so good. Did you see it? I did watch that part. He was just great. I mean, first of all, he started with a Hamilton joke, so he can't go wrong there. Mm-hmm. And it was just great. He's so charming. Like, is he the most charming man on television? Currently, yes. I think of the late night hosts. Yeah. Like, I think that he could host any show and just be good at it. I'm a big fan of carpool karaoke. Should we talk? Can we talk about the carpool karaoke? I would love to. Um, I have always enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And as Me you as know, well. as you know, I am kind of in and out on my musical references and sure. what I can, what I enjoy and what makes me want to light myself on fire. Uh huh. Um, One Day More is something that I enjoy. Yeah. So he had Lin-Manuel Miranda, Audrey McDonald, um, the guy from Modern Family, Jesse Michael Ferguson, Jesse Tyler, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, yeah, that guy, and um, Jane Krakowski in the car, and they did a bunch of songs, and they ended with everyone's favorite show tune, "One Day More" from Les Mis. It was rousing. It was great. It was really, really good. And I just want to say that I was particularly surprised and impressed by James Corden. Yeah, he's great. I forget that he also did do theater for a long time. Yeah, he's been like a, a musical theater guy in the UK for a, right. a while, and he was in History Boys, which is a great Alan Bennett play, and it um, just went be a podcast if i didn't mention that he was in into the woods as well oh yeah okay <laughs> as the baker slash narrator. yeah there was a that was a good into the woods joke in the hamilton Open. yeah that was really good um and then apparently he did a karaoke during a commercial break with jake gyllenhaal and a third person who i forget the the jake gyllenhaal thing i couldn't stop watching i didn't actually watch it was it good yeah, it was incredible. And it reminds me of kind of like the great lost Jake Gyllenhaal clip mm. that somehow is not on the internet. He hosted Saturday Night Live. Um, I want It was like 2006, 2007. It was, he might have been promoting Brokeback, where it's right oh, after that. But cool. it was the same, it was when Dreamgirls was out. And um, I'm telling you that I'm not going. And Jake Gyllenhaal did it, and I am telling you that I'm not going. At, with, um, and he starts in normal, like, Jake Gyllenhaal wear, and then kind of, by the end, is wearing a dress and a wig and just, like, doing a full falsetto with Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler, like, singing back up behind him. 
it's unreal. You have never seen anything like it. It's so triumphant. And because I guess of song rights, it's not on the internet. Oh, that sucks. Um, that's like you can't. It's hard to find the Hamilton performances from the Tonys on the internet right. too. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal performing and actually doing fun things instead of being a weird psycho in movies <laughs> is like a great lane for him and I wish he would do yeah. it more often. Why don't we have like fun Jake Gyllenhaal out in the world? I really don't know. And he doesn't have to do it all the time. I'm not trying to like pigeonhole people, you know, express yourself. That's why you're an actor or whatever. But um, I like one fun thing for every five weird things. Yeah. How like, about that? Let's just relax a little. He should do a carpool karaoke, like full stop. Oh my God. I mean, I wonder if it'd be, if it'd be hard because he doesn't have like songs or whatever, but he it, like James Corden makes everyone likable in those videos. Like it's literally true. everyone. Has there been, I can't think of a single example where I like the person less. I even watched the one with Nick Jonas and Demi Lovato and I was completely charmed. It was like a rousing good time. I mean, I just want to say, I you even watched the one with Nick Jonas and Demi Lovato. Like, I just want to go out there and say, those are two of the more likable, like young. I don't find the Jonas is that likable. Although Lindsay Zola's article about him, it was like was great, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna give this guy another shot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like when he has people who know each other on it together, so like Demi and Nick have like literally mm-hmm. grown up together. Yeah, it's fun because they have like they're comfortable already. Like they don't need that much time to like find their comfort zone. It's true. He James Corden just really really good. I love that guy. And then I got a picture with him. On I did too. I woke up Monday morning to a photograph of. It's pretty the two exciting. Of you. Great angle on that selfie. James took it himself. Okay. All right. He's perfect. <laughs> James is a wonderful photo photographer or selfie taker. I feel like this is a British skill. Like I once met One Direction. <laughs> I don't. And they were. Okay, all right. Hold time out. I want to just no no no. The last two sentences, I just want to say, I feel like this is a British skill. And then your transition was, I once took a picture with One Direction. Okay, very good at taking selfies. All right, I know, I've seen them. I would like to. We'll share them on the internet when we post this podcast. You look great. They look great. They were also charming, but you are ridiculous. That's all. Keep going. I just feel like the Brits really have embraced the selfie even more than we have. They're really good at it. I don't know. James Corden really blew me away. He did. I think. Do that you like British people, as do I. I mean, they're great. Who yeah, doesn't? They're very charming. Who, who doesn't? James Corden was was dancing on the dance floor. And shout out to my friend Caitlin Fine, who kind of got me into this position to take a picture with James Corden. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, James Corden's dancing! What was he dancing to? I don't remember. Okay. I was too excited. All right, you just I, blacked out. I was wearing I was wearing my imaginary noise canceling headphones. <laughs> so he was <laughs> dancing to Electric Feel. Yeah. And I was just like, James Corden! And um, he graciously took a picture with me. It was one of the highlights of my entire life. I'm just glad to be here sharing this memory with thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was really hard on Monday to carry on. I was like, well, I have a photo of James Corden. What do, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? But I'll never forget it. It was great. Thank you, James. I'm a real fan of yours. Thank you, James. Thank just you. For, for everything. For Thanks, Juliet and for, and for Carpool Karaoke. Do you think anyone calls him Jimmy? No. Oh, wait, before we move on from Corden, did you watch the 73 questions? I did not. I sent it to you and then I didn't I watched it. How was it? It was interesting. So James, usually the Vogue series 73 questions is at someone's home, right? Mm -hmm. His was at work. Mm. So they get in the car with him and then he drives to work. Okay, this I keep meaning to ask you. Does he actually drive during carpool karaoke? Yes, he does. Okay, but like the, the one with... 
Lynn and Audra mm-hmm. and everyone. It just, he was driving through New York and it seemed very stressful. Yeah. Is he actually driving? Well, I read. That seems like a safety hazard. When the Adele one came out, Ben Winston, who's the executive producer, right. and I learned from the 73 Questions video, mm-hmm. James's best friend, um, said that the way they do it is, is James is actually driving mm-hmm. and then they have like a tail behind him mm-hmm. and they just, it goes on for a really long time. Like they usually take sure. like an hour or so. So it probably is really stressful but the way they cut it. Like they cut out all of that stuff, I think. Of so, him like just being like, oh shit, I almost yeah. like ran into this car, et cetera. Also, I was trying really hard to see where he was driving in New York. I think it was either, I don't, I think it was the Upper East Side maybe. I think it was supposed to be the Upper West Side but I don't think it was. And I feel like it's a little bit, if you go to like all the way to the East Side, like on York or something, thing or it's, first a little bit easier it's a little calmer yeah just gotta stay away from that second avenue so I guess, construction. yeah and if you're just staying on an avenue then you aren't really you don't have to change lanes you yeah can just kind of just kind of go straight basically it still seems stressful oh yeah i mean driving <laughs> sucks full stop new york la wherever just driving sucks <laughs> one of our worst inventions um the 73 questions was good though i i feel like he's maybe like he's at a tipping point. Like the Tony's obviously the big look, the Adele carpool karaoke. Right. Like he's he's taken off really quickly. Like it's almost like a. I feel like when Seacrest started hosting Idol, it's kind of similar oh, to that. Yeah, because like no one knew who he was when he took the show, except for like freaks like me and I'm like Gavin and Stacey fans. Yeah, Gavin and Stacey fans, and even teachers that uh, show with the guy from The Walking Dead. Oh Andrew yeah, Andrew Lincoln. Right, 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 right. He, right. Was, he was a kid on that, and he was like the student. Um, but now he's like. He's like, you know, he's legit famous. He's a big deal. It's, it's all happening for James Corden. It's really exciting. And for you. And for me. And for me, Congratulations. too. Thank you. Um, let's move on to our final segment of the day. Lots of celebrity real estate news to go over. Most notably, Taylor Swift recovering from her breakup by renovating her home. Classic that's breakup incredible. move. Classic that's, breakup that's move. That's another, not quite a rom-com, but a, <clears throat> that's an Anti Myers film. That's a real trope. Happen. Yes, absolutely. Also, just I would like to say, based on, okay, so photographs of the home that she is renting mm-hmm. uh, were published on the internet. Um, the decor scheme could use a little help from Nancy Myers. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Let's not blame Taylor for that, though. It's true. Renting. But I'm just saying, like, it would be nice to bring more, you know, sure. Nancy Myers colors into her life. Yeah, more light. A little, yeah. some, like, linens. There was a, I mean, I guess if you have an indoor pool, you have an indoor pool, but <laughs> the, the Ringer staff was, like, particularly upset with the pictures of the indoor pool, which definitely looked like they were in a, it was in a tomb. It reminded me of um, John Wick. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> Isn't there an indoor pool in John Wick? And I was just like, is there some kind of, like, killing that's going to happen here? It was not cool. It's, it was sort of looked like a medical facility to me, I, it but remi- like a pool. It reminded me of the pool that Candy Spelling installed in her new condo in L.A. <laughs> when she moved out of the Spelling Manor. And I was just like, it's very gauche. I, Taylor Swift can do better than that. Yeah. She, I don't think she would get an indoor pool on her own. Like, like, I just don't feel like that's a real Taylor move. She should really get a rooftop pool, though. Yeah. There are not enough pools in New York. It's true. That's all I have to say. I, I think that might be your comment about everywhere, though. I just feel like <laughs> really there aren't enough pools anywhere for you. <laughs> That's really true. But I think like it was one of the leading reasons that I left New York City right. was that there were not enough pools. Like, it's also true. In LA, there aren't enough like pool clubs. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Atlanta and there was always like not a country club, but like the neighborhood pool that you could join. Totally. Uh, sure. And there's and like you had a swim team mm. and then you had a crush on the dude who coached the swim team. And Ooh. there's just like that's not that doesn't exist. I had a crush on my tennis teacher. He was very handsome. He looked like a young Mark Wahlberg. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. Shout out to Eric. Tennis players in general. Totally. Big time. Um, who else had some celebrity real estate news? 
There was like quite oh, a few. Nick Carter's steampunk oh, yeah. baby nursery. Okay, what is steampunk? I mean, I'm not an expert. Um, it's it's sort of like a sci-fi fantasy thing, um, but it's like old-timey sci-fi that also okay. involves like machines somehow. Okay. This is honestly re- the most that I can explain it. I don't. I'm, really I'm get imagining it. like a Brendan Fraser movie right now. I just feel like he would star in some kind of movie about like trains and time travel in the year 1904. Yes, I think that's it, basically. Okay. Like that. <laughs> Great. Perfect. It uh, like definitely always involves like Victorian era. I feel like that's just like a style at like ABC like, Carpets now. Like I just yeah. think steampunk is like I think standard. It is because it has definitely become commercialized, as we learn from Nick Carter. Yeah. Who um so I clicked on this link. I'm really glad you did. Uh Nick Carter spends fifty thousand dollars on a steampunk nursery. Um the celebrity nursery world is fascinating. It's I def- a real rich person move. Sure. And also just like divulging how much you spent on yeah. your nursery. Let's not. But it's definitely not steampunk. I don't really understand. I mean, as I said, either I don't understand steampunk or this is not steampunk. And I think it's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> um, it just looked re- really generic. It's just like maybe the wallpaper have weird like hot air balloons that are like have little That's machines cool. attached to them. Is that the steampunk element? I interviewed Nick and his wife last year. Okay. And I, I really liked her. Like she was cool and like seemed pretty normal. Okay. I, I just, I feel like, I feel hopeful for their child. That... I mean, the color scheme is nice in this. It's like all neutrals and there's like a giant giraffe. Yeah, it looks nice, but it also just looks like a showroom from like, what's the name of the store that Restoration Hardware opened for kids? It's like called like apartment oh, yeah. or something. I mean, it definitely has Restoration Hardware vibes. That's just what it looks like. And that's cool, but like, it's not steampunk. Definitely it's just not. Like... As you and I, as experts on steampunk, yeah. can definitively declare it's not steampunk and also it's maybe not Maybe we didn't need to know that it cost $50,000. No, but I feel like Nick Carter is just a really insecure person, like full stop, and just like wants people to know he can afford that. And you know what? Good for you, Nick. You've been a a grinder your whole life. Get that money. $1,200 on sconces in the nursery. I'm sorry. I'm done with this. But it's just (laughs) like, you know what? I really do celebrity lighting choices in particular as a connoisseur of uh, celebrity real estate and celebrity decor schemes, like the... The light fixtures and the chandeliers and the like are always it, it's the tell. You yeah. can tell whether someone has taste or not. Absolutely. You can tell whether someone is spending their money wisely or not. Uh people often aren't. Um the person who had the saddest celebrity real estate update of the last few weeks yeah. was probably Dean Fleischer Camp, the ex of Jenny Slate. Oh, this one's hard. And I don't know what his sconces will be like because right now he's just in the like home scouting phase. Yeah. But he posted like an Instagram or something of him looking at apartments on Craigslist, which is just really sad because presumably Jenny Slate got the house in their breakup. Or that they just don't want it. I don't know. It's just, it's very clear that something's going on there. And it was really depressing. Such and a you bummer. you don't want that kind of personal, you don't want that insight into someone's life. This is a story that we'll be monitoring very closely. Do you, so we did related to this we did ask whether do you think that jenny slade and chris evans are uh still doing whatever it is that they're doing i don't want to put labels on it so respectful amanda um, um, i'm gonna go with yes it's still summer man make okay. it last through labor day i think that and she, you can break up i was looking at her instagram recently and she was posting some sex jams on it really that maybe she could share with leonardo dicaprio Ooh, that they'd be a great couple jenny slade leonardo dicaprio i would love that <sighs> yeah i don't know i think she's cooler than that um nice giving her a lot of credit i like it yeah anyway i hope that i hope whatever they want 
Hope everyone finds happiness. And a, and a home. And a home. Good luck, Dean. With decent sconces. <laughs> With great lighting and no indoor pools. And no noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Jam Session. Thank you, everyone. We will be back in two weeks. 